Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, there's much talk of Hawaii, including my cocktail party story. Our guest, Hawaiian native Jonah Ray. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Distinctly unpleasant weather. Oh, yeah? Today in Los Angeles. You're not enjoying it? I found it to be a little bit too hot. Mm Mm-hmm. A little bit too overcast, a little bit too muggy. What is this, Washington, D.C.? Here's what I'm doing today that I'm kind of enjoying. What's that? Shorts, t-shirt, and a sweater. See, I can't. Yeah. (laughs) Jordan, I've got a reputation to maintain. (laughs) No, I'm just saying I'm enjoying being in this. It feels good. Yeah, Jordan. Pushing up my sleeves. Yeah, Jordan. No. I I have a life to lead, Jordan. I'm a family man now. All right, I get it. I can't go around in a fucking sweater and shorts. Okay, I mean, well, who the you know. fuck am I, Jordan? Hey, but you know, I'm 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 living life for you there, Jesse. What am While I, Republican up... presidential candidate Huey P. Newton? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're cooped up here buying baby monitors and um, polishing your wedding ring. I'm out there carousing, wearing shorts and a sweater. Um, what if the baby says it. something important, Jordan? No, and I'm true. not monitoring the situation. Sure. What if shit goes down? What if there's a particularly noisy cat burglar that tries to steal the baby? Yeah. An ineffective cat burglar. <laughs> or just a standard burglar. Are there still cat burglars? Is that still a kind of burglar? Mm, well, the value of cats on the black market has really plummeted. Yeah, it's true. There's more and more being imported every year. <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's bring in our guest. Sure. Huh? He's, uh, he's Hawaii's greatest comedian, according to the Huffington Post. He's also one of the co-hosts of uh, the popular podcast, The Nerdist. Is it just Nerdist or The Nerdist? The you, Nerdist? You, you know, it's funny when you said that. I, I was trying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I heard it, I've, I've heard it referred to as Nerdist Podcast. Well, it's Nerdist.com, so okay. maybe it's just the... I don't know. I say The Nerdist. But if it's the podcast of Nerdist.com. From his name is... G4's Web Soup. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Something we all know how to say. Some... His name is Mr. Jonah Ray. Hi. Oh, it's great to have you on the program. Thanks. It's great, great to have you back on the program. It's been a couple of years. It's been a couple of years, yeah. I, it's, I can't even remember exactly when the last time was. I think it might have been in, our, in my first uh, Koreatown apartment the last time. It was in Koreatown. Jesse Go. Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Jordan? It does. Does that yeah. sound right? I can I can picture it now. Your uh, your uh, vinyl EP was a hot new release. Shit! So that was two thousand seven. We're fucking OGs of this podcast, yeah. Except Jordan. We were all wondering how Iron Man was going to be. I don't know. I just, <laughs> you know I what? Something kind we were. Of uh, I think we were recording from a steel mill. I think that's the background noise you guys went with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, back back when we had that gimmick, Jordan. <laughs> we're recording in a place, and I, you guys offered me a beer. And I took it and realized I was the only one drinking a beer. Oh, we were just judging you. It was weird. It was a weird feeling. And I, I, was, I could have sworn. I was, there is so like to, much beer in my house right now. Oh, leftover Max FunCon beer. I have so much beer. And I guess this year they just didn't do that good of a job of uh, at the bar of 
not opening bottles until they were done with the other bottle. So mm-hmm. we just have like seven open bottles of vodka in my house oh, right now. Oh, no. Like, if this was a car and we got pulled over, I would be so fucked. You got to put those in the freezer. If it was People. Louisiana, you just have to put a piece of scotch tape over it. That's about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, Hastily. I, I learned that at Max Funcon, that that's the rule in Louisiana. Really? That if, uh, when you go to those drive through liquor stores, um, uh, they will give you like a daiquiri with a straw in it, and you just put a piece of tape over the straw. So people drink and drive, and they keep a roll of scotch tape in their car Wow, to cover their ass. There That's to, insanity. There used to be a place in the Lower East Side, uh, Kiner Pianos, uh, I think it was like uh, El Sombrero, a Mexican restaurant, that would uh, give you margaritas to go. Oh, yeah? Uh, and then oh, I remember like, a couple of my friends, was, like when I was out there in like, 2006, I would just go there and just drink. Uh, just we to get them, get one. <laughs> just walk around the neighborhood drinking. Be done. Go back. Get another one. Walk around the neighborhood and just get get blitzed. There's a place in New York called Artichoke Pizza that will give you a big styrofoam cup filled full with of artichokes. You fill of artichokes. <laughs> I'm, I wanted to change the subject. <laughs> just walk around things. the neighborhood yeah. until you get to that fucking sweet sweetheart. Yeah. He's just, mm. <laughs> The hot butter you burning your, your hand yeah. just going down. You fill your pocket with Miracle Whip yeah. <laughs> to have a little dip. Um, you know, uh, drinking outdoors and walking around is one of life's great pleasures, I'm, I think. That's, I, that's, I think to me, that is the sole, maybe not the sole, but the primary reason to visit Las Vegas. That's what I was exactly going to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's the best part of Las Vegas is just that, that fear is gone of those boundaries, or yeah. those borders that you can't pass. You can just have a drink in your hand. Hey, do you want to go over here? Yes. We don't Let's have to. go over there. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to, oh, let me uh, finish it up and, you know. Get over there. You just can just go there with glass on the street. It's a very dangerous place. Oh, yeah, sure. It's certainly, yes. I mean, I, I, I support the rest of the world not being like that. It yeah. certainly should not. But yeah. I'm glad that there is a place where you can walk around outdoors yeah. with a Miller chill. Daytime daytime drunk is in outdoors. It's just, it's, it's, it's fucking great. It is. It's really great. Me and my friend uh, used to do this thing where we'd uh, fill up um, Big Gulp cups of uh, bloody marys and then we'd uh, drive down to the beach in santa monica pier and then we'd uh, drink them get drunk kind of maybe go to the end of the pier drink some more at that mexican restaurant at the pier or that little biker bar that's kind of at the foot of it and then just uh, fall asleep on the beach and <laughs> that then... sounds so fucking gross it, it is gross yeah, yeah. i've it had was, a lot of... <laughs> it was uh, it was less gross when it was about margaritas but when it's bloody mary's like just a fucking vat full of booze and tomato yeah. juice yeah, it's that cr- is so disgusting i, I could i can outdo <laughs> that well anytime here <laughs> you might as well just be like we go down to the liquor store and Buy a bottle of Clamato and take turns taking swigs. I've done that. Yeah. I, once, I was once, years ago, it was before I even knew what Clamato was, I, uh, I was at some like warehouse daytime party in downtown, and I went to this Mexican bar, and I just I was, I was like, I saw a guy get this thing, and it smelled really good, and I was like, I'll take whatever that is. And I drank about five of them before a friend told me what Clamato was. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's like a tomato juice. It's like a weird synthetic tomato juice. He's like, no, it's tomato juice, and... Clam juice. Clam runoff. Yeah, clam yeah. runoff. And if I'm not mistaken, Clamato's what you ask for, the one you raise your glass for. It's the pick-me-up that picks you up. <laughs> <laughs> they have the chiladas now, too. They mix the beer and Clamato uh, I, that you can buy in big tall cans. A better slogan for Clamato would be the pick-me-up that picks you up and is partly made out of clam juice. <laughs> right. <laughs> just fucking full disclosure. Like, it should just say on the front of Clamato, it should say, full disclosure... 
This shit's made out of clam juice. Yeah, it's, it's just a clavado. We invented this by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Two things spilled, and it poured into one of our mouths. Sure. <laughs> right. And then a Bud Light later on. Yeah, yeah exactly. For some reason. Because I've heard of red Mexico. beer. Have you guys ever heard of red beer? No, what's or that? Or just, uh, just tomato juice and a beer. You know, I, like, I, I knew guys up in uh, like Tahoe that would just drink those. Why would day. you do that? I don't know. It's fucking know. foul. I don't know. Tomato juice is fucking gross. I think it's just a, the tomato juice you have a problem with. That yeah, seems like to be, you know, like, that's the like, only well, thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so we just uh, we would mix together vodka and, you know, just uh, fucking ground beans. And then uh, just, he's like, okay, yeah. I get that. Jesse likes that. And then I was like, yeah. oh, then every once in a while we put some tomato juice in it. Fuck that. Yeah. It's just, I had a delicious steak the other night and uh, a side glass of tomato juice. Uh, Jonah, I don't, I don't drink, so it all sounds a little bit gross to me. It is. But the idea, <laughs> right, <Yeah>. the idea <laughs> specifically of a savory beverage like it's as though you were telling me right now that you were gonna have a vodka and bouillon (laughs) (laughs) not a bad idea like like chicken stock and bourbon. Can, there's uh, there's vodka marinara sauce. You can get that at the Trader Joe's. That's sure. a very good marinara very sauce. Good, yeah. You just have a nice like a like margarita mix, uh, tequila, and a ramen packet. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that also sounds good. All these things are great. Any any way to just get, uh, figure out new ways to drink, I'm always on board for. Well, Jonah Ray is our guest. He's a braver man than I. We'll be back <laughs> with more in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. The program is Jordan Jesse Go. I'm the host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Boom! And I'm Jonah Ray, guest. Yep. Yep. You can think of a nickname if you want to. I'm Jonah Ray. Hawaii's favorite son. Hawaii's favorite son. I, you know, it's, it's, it, seems, it seems weird to do that since to claim I'm so that you're incredible. Better. I'm incredibly white. I'm incredibly white. Yeah. And yeah. When, they, when I did a... Um, Live at Gotham, they really were pushing me to say, uh, to, in my intro, they wanted them, they wanted to be able to say, this next comic is from Hawaii. And I said, you can't do that. And they're like, why not? We'd like to make it seem like we have comics from all over the place besides right. New York and LA. And I was like, no, see, you're going to say I'm from Hawaii. I don't have any jokes about being from Hawaii or that I don't look like I'm from Hawaii. And so I'm gonna, they're going to say Hawaii. People are going to go, whoa, a Hawaiian comic. I'm going to yeah. walk on they're stage. They're expecting poi humor. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, it's like not only am I just you're, this you tall white guy. You don't even have ukuleles on your shirt. I don't. I don't wear any uh, what you guys call Hawaiian shirts. Sure. Uh, which are actually, In Hawaii, they're just called shirts. No, they're called Aloha shirts. No, they're just called shirts. They're just called yeah. shirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're called Hawaiian shirts. And uh, yeah. you have to request, if you get, just, can I get a pizza? You have to request it without pineapple and Canadian bacon. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. It's come standard. Um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was like a thing. I just I still don't even really talk about being from Hawaii because it would lead into getting really racist. <laughs> On your part. <laughs> On my part, yeah. Right. I, would, I would not look like a good guy. You, you hate your countrymen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, well, yeah, you know, they hated me. So. Jordan, <laughs> if I ever on Jordan Jesse go, we've discussed a few times the fact that I've never told the, that whole story about my dad in Hawaii. I don't think I've ever actually broke down and told it. Did I? Um, gosh, I don't know. I feel like I've heard it so many times. It's yeah, I know. To, so it's I hard feel to the know same way. Like, not it was on the podcast. I've told it so many times, but then when we ha- remember we did that episode, we did an episode some months ago. Where we talked about our sort of like standard story that we tell somewhere, 
uh, when we need to tell an interesting story. And oh, yeah. This one is this one is mine, and and I just alluded to it. Oh, that story about my dad in Hawaii. And then I got like 10 emails. I've never heard that story before. Yeah. I think I must have told it on The Sound of Young America in the olden days uh, more than once. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine not. Okay. I could probably tell it at this point. I'm going to tell it. That would be actually kind of neat if Jordan told it and then you just, uh, you know, let him know if he was on the right track. I'm it's so like because this subject has because the subject has actually come up. I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm sure. And we didn't. I didn't. And it's Father's Day. It is. It's Father's Day. Yeah. So this actually ties it in even better. So uh, number one, I want to say that my uh, my dad is a great guy. (laughs) Oh Jesus! (laughs) I love my dad very much. It's also the thing. I like him. I like him a lot. So (laughs) and my my dad has also been uh, my dad's been as regular listeners know my dad's been clean and sober for a really long time because listeners know about me going to AA meetings as a little kid all the time. (laughs) Um, but my dad, one time, uh, when I was like a sophomore in college, I want to say when I was heading off to my sophomore year of college, um, we were driving from San Francisco, which is where I'm from to Santa Cruz, where Jordan and I went to college. And, um, uh, we were Sly and the family stone came on the radio and my dad said, Oh, uh, whatever happened to Sly and the family stone, whatever happened to Sly. And I, at the time, this was before his weird Grammy comeback. Um, if you that you may recall with like the mohawk and the humpback and everything, everyone everyone remembers. Um, and so I said, I think he's sort of like a vegetable. I think he's off somewhere vegetating. He's sort of a recluse. He's sort of semi-functional. And my dad said, "Oh, uh, how come?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, drugs." I think. And he said, "Oh, because of because of the because he's on drugs, or just because of the the like leftovers from the drugs he did before, or." He did enough to last him the rest of his life. Yeah, and I said, I think he, yeah, I think he did a lot of drugs and, and lost his mental capacity. And my dad said, like a drug-induced psychosis or something. And I said, uh, I guess, yeah, sure. I don't, I was just sitting in the passenger seat this on my way a, to my sophomore year This is a weird buddy movie. And uh, my dad said, hey, did I ever tell you about my drug-induced psychosis? What? And I said, oh, no, you never have mentioned your drug-induced psychosis. <laughs> This is the ultimate. In the last few weeks on the show, we've been talking about like shit that my d- mom and dad have just dropped yeah, on yeah. me out of nowhere. Like I didn't know my dad was married before he was married to my mom what? until I was like sixteen. What? Um, just lots of crazy stuff. I mean, my parents have had crazy lives. It's not that they're keeping secrets from me. It's just that if they tried to list all of the crazy things that <laughs> happened to them before they were thirty-five or however old they were when they got together and made me. Um, it would just be a list too long to list. Wow. So my dad says, did I ever tell you about my drug-induced psychosis? And I said, no. Sounded like he was looking for an excuse. Yeah. He was like kind of baiting through this whole slide, slide yeah. the family stone any thing. Song, any song could have been on the radio. Yeah. Hey, whatever happened it to seems, <laughs> It seems... Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> it seems inevitable in retrospect. At the time, yeah, I yeah. think it felt very fresh. Sure. Um, it felt like a, 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 a new and amazing revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad said, my dad lived in Hawaii for a few years, um, in the, the mid seventies. Um, and he lived, he lived in, uh, he lived on the big Island near Hilo and it was sort of an, it was sort of an, uh, nothingsville at the yeah. time. 
Um, I think it's a less nothingsville now, but still not exactly Big everywheresville. Island. Yeah, Big Island is pretty pretty nothing. And um, so he just lived, I think, just in a forest or whatever. I don't know exactly where he lived, but um, and he said I was. He would, he would. What he would do is he would dig a hole. He would live in there and wait for someone to try and bury a pig. And that's how he got food. Yeah. Um, He would just wait for poi to fall into it. You got to make that. Um, He said, so he said to me, I was, it was when I was living in Hawaii and I'd been eating magic mushroom omelets for a week. (laughs) Wow. And then his, his, his follow up to that was, he's like, of course they weren't as strong as they are now. But that, that's, I mean, I don't understand when they when people say like weed is like it wasn't wasn't as strong. I know yeah. weed. They, I know they scientifically like breed marijuana plants now to be stronger. But when it, when they say that shrooms still come from the same place, cow shit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, is it like the 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 cows are with all the antibiotics and all the? Uh, They're making know, more powerful mushrooms. I guess yeah. so. Because like, <laughs> so, my dad said he was in this sump hole. There was this sump hole on the beach, volcanic beach. You know. So there's a big hole where the water goes into, and he was standing in this hole, um, and the hole went up to, like, his shoulders, and it was about, he said, like, a third or half full of water, and he was naked, and he was having this vision, and in this vision, there was this panel of judges, 12 huge men, uh, each about 12 feet tall, Representing every race, <laughs> all twelve races, all yeah. twelve, <laughs> all twelve races, um, and he had to make a case to these judges as to whether he should live or die um, in the St. Paul. And my dad is uh, my dad is a veteran and had been through a lot of really crazy shit in wartime. Yeah. And had gone gone through crazy shit as a kid too. And um just he just had like a lot of shit had gone down to the point where at one point one of these revelations that he dropped on me was uh he once spent a weekend painting the inside of his bathroom to look like the inside of a serviceman's coffin. What? <laughs> I know. So my dad's like a pretty pleasant guy too. Like I don't even want like he's not just like going around. My Jordan's met my dad. Oh sure, he's great. Yeah, I would he... even say if I wouldn't have known if if I wouldn't have heard all of these stories about him, I would say that like this is almost like this is almost like standard corny dad. Like yeah, because is he kind of a square now? Yeah, well, he's well. I mean, it depends on your standard for square. I mean, he's been clean and sober for a long time. He's he's worked in the peace movement since like since forever, essentially. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's in his sixties, so he's he's not exactly wild and crazy. Yeah, but, well, I mean, uh, square, just a kind of you know a guy that you wouldn't assume ever got into any shit. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I think if if you if you just met him casually, like at the bank, yeah. you wouldn't be like, "That's a guy who got into a lot of yeah, shit." Yeah, yeah. yeah. but then nice you would also guy, think a lot of goofy jokes, pat you on the shoulder, hearty, oh, yeah, yeah, hearty yeah. pats. Yeah, really likes Jordan. He's a big fan of Jordan's. Um, anyway, so <laughs> my dad was well, that's in this because I gave him some mushrooms. <laughs> my dad was in this sump hole 
uh, being judged by the 12 huge men of every race and, you know, telling them about the shit he'd seen in war and blah, 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 blah. And uh, how he was just living in Hawaii in the forest eating magic mushrooms. Magic mushroom omelets. Yeah. I like the guy that takes... That, see, yeah, that implies, that implies that he has methods of preparation. Like, what is he... What is he I mean, I guess it's eating magic mushrooms raw is one thing, but he seems like he's preparing them yeah. in a rather intricate way. That, that seems like a... That there's at least a range stove somewhere. Yeah, it means it, it's, it's, it seems like a lot more complicated than even just cooking up heroin. It's yeah. sort of more it's of a like, process. It's like an enthusiast's way yeah, of doing yeah, it. Yeah, you sure. know, it's like a like a vaporizer. Like a guy who's really into pot, he's going to go yeah. buy that sweet vaporizer. <laughs> it's like how you know. It's like how you how like it seems like rich guys back in like the Hearst days <laughs> did a lot of gay stuff, but it's probably just because they were real bored. Well, yeah, yeah, I think that's the case for you know even you hear story stories of just like David Bowie, just like it's like he doesn't yeah he he likes women, but he'll fuck anything. Sure, you know that's the same yeah that's yeah, the yeah. same impulse that leads someone to buy some sort of bong slash gas mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly, or make <laughs> shroom omelets. Yeah. So uh, he he's arguing his case, and at this point in his life, he genuinely doesn't know whether he should live or die. And finally, he like puts his case to these 12 men, and he says he thinks that it was probably hours that this was going on, uh, but it's kind of hard to know. And uh, the, 12, the 12 men of every race, the 12 huge men of every race, bring in their verdict, and it's that he should live. And my dad is like crying because this is such an this is like such an amazing vision that he's had, which is when the Hawaiian dudes see him, oh. <laughs> and so there's these Hawaiian dudes, these native these native Hawaiian dudes, and they're like you know they say something that you would expect him to say like hey fucking Howley why are yeah. you naked in a sump hole on our fucking beach yeah uh, talking into the air, <laughs> and so they grab him um, and pull him out and start kicking the shit out of him um now my dad was not that long out of the navy so he was a very strong man um at the time and so he managed to beat them off he was also had been he was also in a sort of that same state that leads moms on pcp to lift cars off of their children <laughs> he just got he, he just got an extension on his life he was yeah, probably feeling sure. like a million bucks so he beat, and you don't want to embarrass yourself in front of the 12 races by getting beat up in front of yeah them. yeah the, so the, the hawaiian 12 foot guy is just like i am sorry about them <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> so he beat he beat these dudes off and ran off into the ocean i'm sure i say beat them up he beat them yeah, off. Yeah, fended them off. Beat fended them up. Yeah. So he he uh, he managed to get these guys off of him. Ran off into the ocean, and the guys were wearing clothes and didn't want to get their clothes wet. So they started throwing rocks at him instead of chasing him into the surf, because he realized once he's in the ocean, there's only so far he can go because he's not going to be able to swim to Fiji or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they're throwing rocks at him, and my dad, being as high as he is has a good plan for this situation, which is he's going to catch the rocks. (laughs) So he's trying to catch the rocks, and he's getting hit by some of them and catching some of them, (laughs) missing some of them. Um, And finally, the hail of rocks stops, and the Hawaiian goes, the Hawaiian guys yell out to him, Hey, Howley, we decided not to beat you up. So you can come back now. And so my dad goes, oh, fucking great. I thought these guys were going to beat me up. He comes back. 
they start kicking the shit oh out of him again. The old Hawaiian switcheroo, as yeah, they call it. That's true. This same this and then you eat macaroni salad. This same thing. <laughs> Max out. This yeah. same thing then happens again. He goes out into the ocean. They start throwing rocks at him. He thinks he can catch the rocks. They tell him. They tell him they're not good. They've decided not to beat him up anymore. He comes back again. Then they start kicking the shit out of him again. Until this Hawaiian lady comes out with a shotgun and starts firing at them. What? And probably firing like rock salt or something, you know, something like that. Like, pro- yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. imagine she was shooting shotgun shells at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it clears them off and, and they, they scatter in one direction. He runs in the other direction. And uh, he, he comes up with a second good plan, which is he doesn't have any clothes. He's not really sure where he is. And he knows he's super high. Uh, but on the other hand, he also knows he's supposed to live. So he's pretty stoked about that. So his plan is he's going to walk down the road naked until he gets arrested. Because <laughs> at least a police officer will like tell him who he is. Yeah. And so he does this. He walks down the road for two days oh. <laughs> until he gets arrested. And when he gets arrested, he gets put into the psych ward of jail. Jail, psychology jail, yeah. crazy person mm. jail. Um, and he is in crazy person jail for, uh, I think, two months. What? Um, before he is, like, coherent enough to be released from crazy person jail. And, like, he's, you know, he wasn't, the only illegal thing he was doing was walking around naked. <laughs> so he, he gets a legal slap on the wrist. Um, and so anyway, and then he says, so I guess that's, that's the story of when I had drug induced psychosis and then he goes, oh yeah, that was the diagnosis they gave me. Drug induced psychosis. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's insane. <clears throat> right. And that's, that's just something he just dropped. Yeah. He just, we were just having a pleasant conversation hmm. going off to school, going off to college for my second year of college. I was, I was, I was, I probably met Jordan later that same day. Sure. Wow. This was the same day that I met my friend Jordan Morris. Big day. My dad gave me a a, a talk uh, once. We were driving down. I was moving down to Los Angeles, and he was uh, he was driving. You were driving from Hawaii. We're, 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 he was actually <laughs> water car, at the sure. time he was living in Tahoe, and so we were driving down. And you know, my parents are still together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is ten years ago. <clears throat> this uh, they just travel from resort area to resort area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've also um, lived in Key Largo. <laughs> it makes them sound wealthy, but. Uh, if people have ever been to most parts of Oahu, they would know <laughs> yeah. that it's not a glamorous or nice place. They, They've lived on a few resorts on the Russian Black Sea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we were driving down, and uh, this is now 10 years ago, and uh, uh, I, was just, I was like thinking about, you know, I didn't really ever had a girlfriend at that point. I had, you know, had crushes on girls, and I had, had my heart broken for no, you know. Were I, you moving with your parents, or was this no, when no, you moved uh, to were, L.A. to become was, a comedian? This is when I moved down to L.A. to become a comedian. How so, old were you at the time? Um, I was, um, I just turned 19. And uh, I, I graduated from high school, I turned 18, but then I spent a year in Hawaii just, uh, you know, playing in punk bands and hanging out and uh then i eating plate lunch eating uh plate lunch i got some yesterday i got some yesterday in little tokyo it still holds up oh really so, yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's a tasty kind of lunch yeah is that of a truck it's, or is there a place that's no it's it? a aloha cafe hmm. in uh, little tokyo not you know not as good as uh the lnl over actually on york that's a that's a good lnl oh. for any people listening in la that likes plate <laughs> lunch but um we're driving down, and um, you know, I'm thinking a lot about just pretty much everything in my life because, like, this was like the big move. I didn't go to college, 
I, you know, I told my parents I was probably going to go to SMC, Santa Monica College, when I got down there. But that was really just uh, to placate them. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking about relationships and stuff like that. And I asked my dad, hey, dad, do you, uh, um, like, do you get along with mom? And he, he started to crack up. And he's like, you know, I'll tell you. And this is like we're driving through the night. And, you know, there's a <laughs> fucking blood red moon. And it's just <laughs> And it's just, you know, There's we're on the werewolf five. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, back yeah, of exactly. your car. <laughs> and my dad says, you want to see something really scary. There's a uh, spider on your dad's face. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I, I, he laughs and he's all, you know, I'll tell you this. Uh, it's not that I don't love your mom. I do. I really do. She's a great mother to you and your brother. Uh, just don't like her that much. Uh, <laughs> and with that, And with that information... <laughs> We came upon the crest into Los Angeles, and then I have been here ever since. Sure. <laughs> but it was just the weirdest way. I always remember just that fucking moon, the fucking <laughs> like, five freeway, and, you know, just... And today, fucking... you're married to show business. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, yeah, do you, like, do you see that now? Do you see the way in which, like, oh, well, they're, you know, they're good domestic partners, but they don't enjoy... It. Like, do you, not, like, knowing that, do you pick up on it? Yeah, but I also, I also, you know, I see a lot of my... The older guy, I see a lot of my, more of myself and my dad... Um, and I understand him a lot more uh, yeah. than I ever did before, you know. Um, my dad was like a pothead growing up and like, you know, like, you know, the drugs and stuff like that. But it never really affected him. It never, it's not like he like would disappear, mm-hmm. you know. He would just be Now old. you understand like what that hair is under his arm. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And why our penises look that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but like, yeah, like knowing how I am now uh, and how I... I make, you know, I make generalizations or I make uh, um, statements upon how I'm feeling at the moment, which is, a, I, I, I still feel is kind of a childish thing to do, uh, especially when you're telling somebody else that, because they're just going to take that as, that's how you are. That's how people you know, listen to other people. Right. You know, and like, so um, I, that threw me off for a few years and then I started to realize it's like, you know, I, when I started having relationships, I'd be like, you know, oh, I don't really... I don't really like my girlfriend, but I, I'm in love with her, yeah. you know, and there's, there's different <laughs> levels and different times and different ebbs and flow to any relationship. And I just feel that I asked them during that moment right. of that time <laughs> sure. why it was okay for just my dad to drive me down to Los Angeles and my mom didn't feel like coming. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about it at the time. Are you sure that he didn't have, this wasn't his plan all along? Was Sly and the Family Stone playing on the radio, I guess is what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. Um, Neil Young was playing on the radio and I said, oh, I wonder what happens. I don't like your mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a horrible segue. Dad. I, mean, I feel, I feel kind of like I still know Jack about my dad. Maybe the, maybe the solution is a road trip with Sly and the, Sly and the Family Stone. See, but it has to be, here's the thing. The Ours are similar where we were off to uh, a new place or, oh, a, yeah. a, a, you know, a kind of like being left off on our own. And I think that's an important time for a, a dad to, to yeah, kind of yeah. like do something like he's like, well, this is this is it. I, Get on that iceberg and float away. Yeah, I, I don't really see myself moving anytime soon, but maybe when that Chick-fil-A on Hollywood Boulevard yeah. finally opens, I can have my dad drive me to that. Yeah, yeah, and then we can sure talk about... Talk. It's got to be a quick conversation, sure, though. Sure, talk about, were you ever in love before, Mom? Uh, yeah, here I'll, we are. <laughs> oh, shit, well, <laughs> I'll take two chicken sandwiches. Take, yeah. I went on a road trip with my dad when I was 11, 12 years old, somewhere right in there, 11 or 12 years old. And it could not have been more disastrous. It, but let me correct that. I, in my imagination, it could not have been more disastrous until I learned about the road trip that my two younger brothers went on with my dad <laughs> when they were like 14 and 6, respectively. Um, I, we were going to go visit baseball stadiums. 
around America. We drove from San Francisco. We drove east to St. Louis and then up to Chicago and Detroit. You're kidding me. There's no fucking baseball stadium between San Francisco and St. Louis? No, there is. No, there, there, there <laughs> I guess is. the Rockies aren't around yet. Right? Yeah, this was, this was... I think the Rockies were brand new. We couldn't get tickets. Or they, oh, okay. they weren't at home at the right time. There was some reason we didn't go see the Rockies. We did see a minor league game in Colorado Springs. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was fun, and uh, yeah, we went we went to Kansas City and St. Louis and Detroit and uh, uh, both 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 stadiums in Chicago, nice. and all of that was great. But going on a road trip with your dad at eleven, especially you know, my dad is a little bit of a madman. Um, I just can't. I couldn't wish a, something worse on anyone, and I don't know. I mean, I think it was probably partly my fault. I mean, in some way. But on the other hand, I'm a, I was 11. And I was a pretty good 11-year-old, so I don't think it was actually my fault. Now, actually, I take it back. It wasn't my fault at all. What Definitely happened? Definitely my dad's. The we baseball stadiums weren't there. Cra- crazy <laughs> fights. Just they were crazy. playing football at the baseball stadium. Just insane knockdown, drag-out mm. fights. And I've learned since that, like... I've... Politics? Did you guys bring up politics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one ever do that. You're stuck in a car. Michael Dukakis related <laughs> arguments at that point. What year was that? It was he was he was voting for Jerry Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and I was voting for Paul Songus. <laughs> um but like I learned later that my, my dad has post-traumatic stress disorder and um we actually talked about this on it. We taped recently an episode of our friend Paul Gilmartin's podcast, The Mental Illness Happy Hour. Mm. Um, which was a lot of fun, and uh, people will get to listen to. He's he's got a lot in the can, so maybe in the, the next few weeks to a month. But um, uh, one of the things about my dad's PTSD is that he will not back down in a fight about anything yeah. ever. And my dad he might swim into the water, but he will not back down. Yeah, no, he is. <laughs> he will try and catch the rocks. And like my dad is a, and he will also he will go zero to ten instantly. So, and he's not he's not physically violent or anything like that. Um, but he has no middle ground. Part of his PTSD is part of PTSD is that you're always hyper alert, and so his hyper alertness when shit when shit goes wrong. Or when somebody might be getting in a fight with him, like if there's something that would bristle someone, he steps he's up. He's ten out of ten. He's like fucking Clarence Darrow in the courtroom, <laughs> like the level of intensity and commitment to his cause, even if you're not actually having a disagreement. And that's like the number one thing I remember. And I've learned since, like as a grown up, I realized, oh, here's what I can do. If my dad is get trying to get me involved in a crazy fight. I just have to learn the difference between a disagreement between regular normal people and a craziness fight. Yeah. And if it's a craziness fight, I can just leave or and come back to later. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I can just go and come back and it's fine. My dad is a very good person and a very reasonable person in yeah. every way except when except this symptoms of his post traumatic stress disorder. And so I feel like that eleven year old trip, every stop there was some insane thing about like me putting the wrong thing on top of something else when I packed the car or something like that. Hey. Just absolute madness. Just pure madness. That's a bummer. I can really just turn a trip like and then it doesn't it doesn't get better. But my my brothers didn't even they were gonna go on this fishing trip. Because my brother my brother John, who's now um 
uh, 21 or 22, uh, he loves fishing. Um, or at least he did when he was a kid. Like, genuinely... <laughs> excuse me. Genuinely loves it. Like, um, I don't know where he got this interest because we lived in urban San Francisco. So your dad took him on a cross-country road trip to all the so fishing we were, stadiums. They were going to go... There, they, it was a northward... To all the bodies of water. <laughs> it was a northward trip. So we were headed to... The fishing is much better in your Oregon's... You're in the Pacific Northwest yeah. than it is in yeah. the San Francisco Bay Area. Salmon and other fish. I think they made it out, and they were going to camp. And my my brother also loves camping; like he loves the outdoors. He loves he's like he's in many ways the exact opposite of me, in other ways exactly the same as me. And so he loves he did like went on solo backpacking trips when he was like fifteen and stuff. And um, so this is his like dream trip. And my brother Brendan, he was too little to give a shit one way or the other. He was like seven. <laughs> Typical Brennan. But they're gonna <laughs> yeah, right. they're gonna camp, right? They're gonna camp. Unflappable that guy. <laughs> I think what for, for, if I'm remembering this correctly, they drove for a day, camped. In my dad was my dad was camping. My dad was sleeping in the back of a truck with a camper shell, and then I think my brother and my brothers were sleeping in a, um, a tent. So they camped one night. My dad was like, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> so the next night, they were at a Motel 6, <laughs> uh, which is my dad's great passion in life, as Motel 6 is. And they were fishing in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. And so they, they, they spent the second night at this Motel 6, and then my dad was like, fuck this, we're turning around. Whoa. And they just drove back. That's, that's a worse trip. To just cancel <laughs> the just trip? He just canceled it. He just couldn't do it. He just remembered, oh, yeah, I fucking hate camping. <laughs> <laughs> like, he got caught up in this world where he was a guy that likes camping and fishing. Yeah. And, like, my dad isn't a guy that likes camping and fishing. He's just not that person. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way every time I, I try and watch Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone like, loves it. Yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine if your dad was Edward James Olmos? <laughs> what if you were in a fight with your dad, but your dad was Edward James Olmos? How fucking crazy would that be? <clears throat> he would just out-quiet you. <sighs> no, you know, this. Uh, that's actually been an ongoing thing with me, trying to watch Battlestar Galactica and failing. Uh, Why do you keep on shows. trying, then? Uh, just, you know, because it, it seems like something I'd like. Yeah. Uh, everyone I like likes it. Um uh, and you know, and I kind of want a TV show. It, it's it's good. There's like there's a bunch of episodes. It's on Netflix. Like I can just watch an episode. There's a lot of other good shows bed. that you can watch. I know, but uh, guys, I'm pleased to announce. And this is how it's always been. It's yeah, I put on that first mini series. Yeah. And I either fall asleep in the middle or start doing something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it took this time. Really? Really? I think so it took this time. Well, I finished it. I sat through the whole thing. I liked it. I'm excited about the next episode. I'll tell you, Jordan. Get ready for some disappointment. That's what everyone says. <laughs> I, uh... you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get it. You're gonna get one episode in. You're gonna get one season in. You're gonna be like, this is fucking tremendous. This is amazing. And then you're gonna get to that second season. You're gonna be like, oh yeah. The, so something's going on. I, but I I trust these people. These are good people. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna you're gonna get late in the second season. You're gonna get into the third season. You're gonna be like. Huh. It seems like shit's just happening now for no reason. And then you're just going to be like, oh my God, fuck this. Now, that's if you're me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to keep, keep wading in. Yeah. 
see what happens. I should I should continue on. I mean, you know, I'm I'm glad I finally gave uh, Doctor Who a chance, and now I'm addicted. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. The new Doctor Who's are good. It's weird though because you're, you know, are you addicted to it? Yeah, I love it's it. So slight though. I mean, like, I don't. I'm not against Doctor Who at all. And I found the people I had, uh, uh, like as as you guys did on the Nerdist podcast. Uh, I interviewed uh, Doctor Who himself, Matt Smith, the Doctor. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to call him Doctor Who, I guess. No. Um, and the guy who writes them all. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. main writer guy, and yeah, they were Steve fucking. Moffat. These guys were, and uh, the lady who's the, was the star of it at the time. Yeah. Uh, that red haired woman, a very beautiful woman. Yeah. Um, and they just could not have been more charming and interesting of people. They're just wonderful people. And I watched the show and I was like, this is kind of good, but... Where did you start? I started with... with their season? With their season. Yeah. Um, here's... And this is what I tell people if they're thinking about watching and not knowing where to start. You don't really need any of the previous you know, decades worth of episodes. <laughs> you, don't, you could... I tried to watch those just to see it. And if you want to see a fucking shitty sci-fi play uh, happen in one scene for 15 minutes, go for it. Um, <laughs> it's not good television. Uh, but I, uh, I was recommended to watch even, the episode Blink. Even with the magical combination of science fiction and, and scarves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just I never took to it, and it was always weird. You know, I never, I always knew about Doctor Who, but I never get really give a shit about it. But you watch an episode called Blink. Blink, and it's in the third season, and it's just. Uh, it scared me as much watching it as uh, when I first watched Stephen King's It on TV. Third oh. season so, of the new show or the old of show? The, of, the new, of the new ones. Gotcha. Um, it's a David Tennant you know, era uh, Who episode. And it's um, the fear I had watching Stephen King's It. This is one of the things that scared me the most as a kid. I don't want to be scared. Yeah. But it's good. Like it. It's good. I don't it's like thrilling. To be scared. It's thrilling. I don't know. You don't like being scared? I'm just going to watch Larry Sanders over again. Yeah, I just <laughs> I do that. I do that as well. I saw that is on Netflix. Yeah. It is. Oh. It is. Can I I'm going to take a moment to editorialize to our audience. I don't mean to be one of these assholes that's telling you to watch The Wire. I've already told you to watch the <laughs> You know, if you haven't watched The Wire at this point, it's your own personal failing, you know? It's fine. <laughs> you know that you're failing. You know that you're missing out on the best show ever. Look, that's fine. However, if you listen to Jordan Jesse go, I think I have some knowledge of what kind of person you are. I have a basic understanding from three Max Fun Cons, from countless meetups all over this great world. I have some understanding of who our audience is. Just watch Larry Sanders. It is really one of the best shows ever. And, but here's a, a thing about uh, that show. And if you look at a lot of classic comedy from any time in the past, is that um, if you don't get with it sooner, you'll wa- finally watch it and feel that it's kind of had. It's kind of hacky. And you won't realize right away that the only reason it seems like that is because it, you've, it's, you've seen it done and ripped off so many times after that. If you go watch those old Bob Hope and Bing Crosby movies, all those road movies, they were like really doing weird things, mm-hmm. really funny, neat scenes, interesting jokes, breaking the fourth wall, like having a guy like pop up on screen and like look at like a big, big fight scene in a road to utopia and going, wow, that was, that's a lot of extras. Probably cost a lot of money. Anyway, just <laughs> thought I'd say hello. And then the scene starts back up real, you know, and then, but like you, you, you see that and it's, you've seen it before, but, uh, it's because that inspired, and that's the thing about Larry Sanders. I know people will watch it and be like, "Well, yeah, it's kind of like this, though." It's like the reason that was that is because this and was. I this. want to be clear. I did not watch Larry Sanders 
as number one, I could give a shit about what informed what in terms of my enjoyment of something. And number two, I did not watch Larry Sanders when it was on television. I did not have HBO. I did not even have cable. Uh, I did not even have a color television until I was like 14. All right, we get it. You read books. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I watched the first season. I remember when a big time Gene O'Neill bought the DVD when it came out, uh, which was when we were like a seniors in college or something like that. And I was like, holy shit, this show is fucking amazing. Uh, why did no one tell me about this? And then I didn't watch the rest until they were finally stealable on the internet. Oh, wow. Um, which was not until five or six years ago. So when you see something that blows you away, like it's the best thing you've ever seen, you don't do anything about it. Hmm. Well, it was, you couldn't steal. You couldn't get it anywhere. It was not in print. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. No, you couldn't. The, the first season came out on DVD and then, and then it was a failure and then nothing else came out on DVD until a best of came out like maybe three or four years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, the, not the very best. Or, yeah, and yeah. then the real the full season the full series didn't come out on DVD until like a year ago. That's right. That is um, right. that's expensive set too. And what I I actually I may have even bought bootlegs of it on eBay. Really, I may have bought bootleg VHS tapes of it on eBay. Uh, and. The Larry Sanders show, it's just as good as it gets. You just watch it from the beginning. I think it's the, you know, I mean, I think uh, I'm only kind of half count The Simpsons in this category, and I don't mean to discount The Simpsons at all, because I think The Simpsons is also as good as it gets. Uh, but I, it's, I think it's probably the most brilliant sitcom of all time. And yeah. I'm not going to count, and I'm also not going to count, um, I also want to be clear, I'm not counting, like, uh, accomplishment in that uh, like i i like obviously i love lucy invented sitcoms oh yeah 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 and but, you know. mash invented sitcoms with you know deeper undercurrents yeah. and you know all in the family invented sitcoms as you know social Commentary. satire yeah. coach had dauber yeah <laughs> <laughs> so. but like it is so the like the comic acting on larry sanders is as good as you will see Anywhere, in any film, in anything. Yeah. The comic acting in, of, of the three leads in that show is so exceptional. And it's also written by basically every brilliant person yeah. who's ever written a joke before. Yeah, yeah. No, it's incredible. You know, and it's one of those things, too. It's like when, when you do have a great comedy, they all, you know, seemingly without exception, Simpsons is a great example, just get run into the ground. And then, yeah. like, it's really hard to, like, you know... Sad. Like, can, it's sad, really. It's like, can we just call The Simpsons seasons three through eight? It's like, well, no, you can't really. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you um, know, it's, it's just, it's so, it, it bums you out. It, it's like, you know, I can't say I like The Simpsons really anymore because there are probably more episodes that have been made that I haven't seen. Right, yeah. No, I have and, now. And sure. And, it never used to be that way. But yeah, and I think, I think that that's, that's also something cool about Larry Sanders is that it, it's, that it, that it started great and ended great, you know. Yeah, I mean, in the in the extras of one of the DVDs, I saw that he has the he's talking to Seinfeld, mm-hmm. and they were talking about like ending early, ending out on top, ending before you feel that it got a little too far away from the original, you know, mission sure. plan, which I think is great. I think more more shows should do that. Yeah, I you know, although I you have to hand it to Seinfeld, which is a television show that 
that turned into a completely different television show for two or three years there. And, but that television show was also a pretty good show. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I, I rented that. Uh, I Netflixed that last season of Seinfeld semi-recently with the intent of like, is this as bad as they say it was? No, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it's really funny. It's, it's crazy. It's not ti- it's not uh, it's not parlor tiny parlor pieces. <laughs> uh, there's no whole episode set in Chinese restaurants. There's madness, but it's really funny. But anyway, it, it just do yourself the favor of enjoying Larry Sanders. Like you, you just have such a treat ahead of you if you yeah. ha- if you haven't seen it. And it's not a museum piece at all. Like it feels very yeah, fresh hair, in terms of hairdos. Well, certainly in terms <laughs> of in terms of women's hairdos and Larry's yeah. Larry's suits are just outrageous. And the, if you the ever music and the yeah you know, the sets. If you ever great. wonder what you're if you're like wearing like a J Crew like skinny lapel skinny tie type suit right now and you're thinking you look pretty cool, uh, just look at Larry Sanders and his like shawl lapel suits. Yeah, and just his whole it's like every outfit that looks like he also could have got like he maybe shared a wardrobe with Arsenio. Um, <laughs> well, even look at you know Seinfeld uh, the way they were dressed. They weren't dressed besides Michael Richards. None of them really dressed like crazy characters or really of the time. They just you know you watched them at the time. They were dressed just like people would dress. But now you look back and there's not very stylish you know stylish at all. But you look at them now, and it's like, oh my god, those are ridiculous clothes. Yeah, the jean jeans in particular yeah. seem so. Uh, jeans and like like giant white sneakers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Seems and that, that's going to happen to like a lot of us, you know. Oh, no, sure. I yeah. have to say though, I will say this: when we're on the subject, and we've touched on a subject close to my heart, which is outfits. But uh, if you watch Seinfeld in 2011, um, and you take note of the clothing that they're wearing, I mean, obviously. Uh, obviously Kramer is wearing his like uh, 40s and 50s and later 70s and later seasons 70s yeah. sort of crazy vintage clothes. And they call him a hipster uh, on a number of occasions yeah. on that show. And he was a hipster, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, like just like in the... But more, yeah, the swing in, the, dance, you know? more in the Krebs sense, like the 1956 type. Yeah, but you like know, every, guy in the every early nineties wearing a fez type situation. Every era has had their hipster. You know? So he he's wearing these he's wearing those crazy clothes and and Jerry Seinfeld is wearing clothes that I that one would probably describe as styleless. Yeah, like he is wearing the clothes of a cipher. You know, because that was part of what his character was, was he's just a guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's who he is. He's a guy that wears fucking white sneakers and 501s, like washed yeah. 501s. And a fucking big, yeah. thick, buttoned-up shirt tucked in. But, that's why they can make an episode of being it's so crazy that he has a weird shirt or a big jacket. Yeah, yeah. right, sure. <laughs> But uh, George Costanza's character wears exactly the kind of... And I mean, he's a sort of, you know, he's a dumpus by nature, uh, but he wears exactly the kind of, like, traditional American quote-unquote heritage clothes that were, were to, to some extent were, to some extent are, the absolute peak of fashion circa 2000... I'd say the peak of fashion circa 2010. Like, this absolute perfect, like, the plaids and the tweeds and the anoraks and like all of those clothes were with the possible exception of the heavily washed jeans um they'd be a little tighter you know yeah it's a very it's a very odd thing to see it and think like you know what like if if george if you took the pieces that george is wearing i mean obviously george is putting they're putting him together in a way to undermine what a dopey is yeah but 
if you took those pieces, you know, you could put those together in a collection in 2010 and sell it to Barney's. <laughs> Um, you know, it's funny. Not, I'm not one to get into the habit of quoting uh, uh, Dennis Leary jokes, <laughs> but he, uh, I think, on No Cure for Cancer, he brings up a, a good point about, or you know, in, about assholes that about, complain about smokers. <laughs> um, good original material. No, but he's talking about um, the fact that, like, you know, he was looking his like uh, niece or nephew was looking at pictures of him in the uh, you know 60s or 70s, and they're like, "Oh, you were a hippie," and, and like he's like, "Why are you call me hippie?" He's like, "You're wearing bell bottoms and you have uh, you know polyester shirts," and he's say, "No, that's just all you could buy in stores." <laughs> right? It's like it's like you couldn't find normal pants. They were just like if you wanted to dress kind of like you were of your age, you the only pants you had to choose from were bell bottoms, and the only shirts you could really wear were you know like polyester shirts, and I think that kind of that's like if you just want to dress not stylish, but if you just want to dress of, you know, your age or just how you feel, you know, or you fit in, like you're going to dress like people are just going to call you a hipster. Or, or say, you Look can how... just take off your clothes, get in that fucking sump hole. Sure. Just get up in that <laughs> volcano hole and take care of business. Make your case, gentlemen. Uh, Make ask, your case. Ask them. Okay. Ask. We'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan Jessica. La, la, la. Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Jonah Ray, today's guest. The uh, guest, the Jonah, I still can't think of a nickname. No, no, it's going well. Keep going. Keep going the, down that road. Yes, this, yes. The, Love it. Jonah Guesty Ray. More. Just freestyling. Just bebop. Just this the, is the, the, podcasting is like the new bebop. It is, sure. Podcast. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, hey, we're sp- having a conversation, a musical conversation. Uh, sponsors for this week's program, sure. shall we, Jordan? Why we do this sort we? of, we do this jumbotron style thing. You can pay a, a, a low flat rate, and we'll have your message on Jordan Jesse go. Oh, that's great. Uh, let's talk about sponsors this week. Uh, number one, Fuzzy Balls Apparel, our good friends at Fuzzy Balls Apparel, who make cute and creepy T-shirts and things mm-hmm. online at fuzzyballsapparel.com. I had the chance to meet Roy. The artist behind uh, Fuzzy Balls of Barrel at Max Fun Con. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to Shut talk up. to yeah. him. So did I. It was a pleasure to meet Absolutely. him, uh, speak with him. Uh, they make charming products there online at the internet. Mm-hmm. Fuzzy Balls Apparel. Nice t-shirts. Nice little uh, little collectibles. Very adorable. Yeah. Very all, collectible. All online at FuzzyBallsApparel.com. Put JJ Go in the uh, notes when you place your order, and sure. you will get a free gift there. Um, Stet Publishing. This is a freelance editing firm based in Portland, Oregon, with a broad base of knowledge about publishing and the publishing industry, Jordan. So they do all kinds of um, they do all kinds of editing for writers. Uh, everything from line by line copy editing on the like small scale stuff to big picture development type editing. So if there are writers out there and you need uh, writing, uh, they are looking for it. And they also particularly love to uh, work on novel length young adult fiction and geeky stuff. This sounds like an important service. I think this sounds like a tremendous uh, service. They say they have, uh, and they'll also work on, here's the, among the things they're willing to work on, popular science writing, screenplays, homebrew board game rules. <laughs> wow. Whatever. And Barack Obama fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, if you've, got a, if you've got a story where Barack Obama has gills, these are your guys. Uh, you don't know if he does, man. You don't know if he does. Yeah, they'll give you a special. I've never seen his neck. <laughs> they'll give you a special rate if you mention that uh, you heard about them on Jordan Jesse Go. Um, and in fact, they will also give you an additional. Uh, special rate if you come to them with something that is really, really neat and crazy that they've never worked on before. Uh, I guess like the aforementioned homebrew board game rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's probably just because they have a lot of competition with other people that want to edit homebrew board game rules. Um, you can find them online, stetpublishingservices.com, S-T-E-T, publishingservices.com, or-, or you can just email them, contact, at stetpublishingservices.com. And... Finally, Jordan, Mm -hmm. finally, Scroll, a journal of video game appreciation. This one is a listener named Alex uh, bought this message on behalf of his friend Ray's project. Hmm. So this has been featured on the Retronauts podcast, which we were on uh, last year at uh, E3. That was last year, right? That was last year. It was a lot of fun. It was a ton of fun. I talked a lot about... uh, Tecmo Bowl football, as I recall. <laughs> yeah. And I just talked about it. how I had no idea what they were talking about whenever they talked about anything besides Tecmo football. <laughs> um, anyway, it's, uh, it's an independent magazine uh, that is both nostalgic and contemporary. Um, issue one is about the history of the Super Nintendo. Um, did you have a Super Nintendo, Jordan? I did have a Super Nintendo. I had a Sega Genesis. Did yeah. you have a Sega Genesis? I did. I had both. I got the Super Nintendo real late in its run. You had two, huh? I had two. I knew this guy who had a Sega Master System. Mm. Yeah, I knew that kid. That's he had, a, <laughs> he had the whole... He had everything. He had yeah, every yeah. one. He had that one with Box Adventure. Yeah, TurboGrafx. TurboGrafx-16, yeah. The only thing that this guy had Did he have Panasonic have was, 3DO? Uh, he may have had 3DO. I was about to say he didn't have a CDI. Oh, what's CDI? C- Philips CD Phillips. Interactive. I think you buy that at B- Blockbuster Video, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, exclusively. Yeah. There were uh, there are two Zelda games for the CDI that have since been uh, exiled from the canon of Zelda. Really? Yes, oh, they wow. are. But anyways, that's yep. its that's its noteworthy thing. Is a lot of like those full motion video games. Yeah, yeah. And then two Zelda games. Anyway, <laughs> they had that. They had Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective sure. was one of their key titles, sure. as I recall. Um, anyway, uh, it cost $10 for the first episode, uh, for the first issue, excuse me, if you want the print magazine, or 5 bucks if you want it digitally. The second episode is about to drop. Uh, it's about Dragon Quest. <laughs> um, and issue one is uh, 50% off if you buy it by the end of the month. So it's all online at scroll.vg. Scroll.vg. It's a journal for- of video game appreciation. Huh. VG, video game. Huh. Or venereal. Dot TV. Or venereal disease. <laughs> venereal gazebo. Yeah. Um, My all, gazebo. All these links and all the links for all the sponsors of the podcast are always available in the forum, uh, in the shows section of the forum. There's a special, what's that called? Pinned thread. post. Yeah. A special sticky. pinned thread, uh, sticky thread with uh, links if you ever forget the links and you want to look something up. Uh, we always appreciate you supporting our sponsors. And if you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go, just email Teresa at MaximumFun.org and she will hook your ass up. Surpri- Jordan, surprisingly affordable. Yeah, that's what I've heard. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> 
Jordan Jesse Go, I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. And Jonah Ray, today's guest. When something momentous happens to you, please give us a call, 206-9844-FUN, so that we can share it with the world in a segment called Momentous Occasions. Gentlemen, shall we go to the tape? Yep. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and possible guests. This is Elizabeth in Missoula, Montana, and I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I'm having kind of a crappy day, and I was driving home from the store just now feeling sorry for myself, and then I saw a gigantic crow swoop down and pick up and carry away an entire hot dog. <laughs> it's a beautiful sight, and I feel much better about the world. Okay, have a good one. That's even better if, as it was happening in yeah. my mind, it's like, it's not just the dog. It's oh, it's the a whole, it's a whole condiments yeah. and all. Yeah, like Chicago yeah. style or just something. Just a tray, just the entire tray with the soda along with it. You know. That would be a good like prize-winning middle school science fair project figure out what regional style of hot dog <laughs> is a crow the correct prefers. weight. Oh, I was going to say like of the like to stay airborne obviously, you know, weight is very important to the yeah. birds like how big of a hot dog, how many condiments can be on it to where the bird can still I think a crow can fuck up lift. any size hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, I think they can fuck up a sausage baguette. They yeah. can fly a mile. I remember Bagel dog? Jonah Bagel dog? Okay, well, let's see that's a thicker bread. And I didn't think we were talking about the bread as much as the actual sausage and casing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to go say yes. Okay. A crow can fuck up a bagel dog. <laughs> the secret to winning a science fair is to come up with some bullshit. Yeah. I learned that when I was... I remember... I remember... I was just... I was one of those kind of kids that couldn't do anything open-ended. It just made me feel completely insane. I'd be like, just give me some guidelines. Give me, give me a list of five things and I pick one. Like, don't just tell me I can do whatever I want. Yeah. So one year I tried to make fuel out of garbage. Tried to make like, I tried to like refine, like I built a still and shit. It was really hard, but it didn't really work at the end of it. And I was really, but I was like, but I fucking tried to do some really cool ass shit. And uh, my friend Java, uh, she and a couple people, they made postcards that said, pick me up. That had like a five question demographic survey, and then they spread them all over town, and then they just made a list of like what were the characteristics of uh, the people who filled out the survey and oh, put wow. a stamp on them. And I I remember be just being so pissed off when I was thirteen. Like, really? I could have just made some fucking postcards. <laughs> I'm sitting in here trying to turn garbage into fuel, and I could have just written "pick me up" on some fucking postcards. Yeah, that's a smart move on their part. I did a. Oh, no, um... it was so smart in there, and I wanted want to be clear. Looking back on it now, I realize it was all their cleverness and my. It was you my overthought failure. it. You overthought it. This I thought I had to do science. Yeah, you were trying to impress people as opposed to them just trying to do something easy to get a good grade. They were trying. Well, to be fair, they were trying to impress people too. I think impress people is a. I was trying to do. I thought that science fair project had to have a science component. You're like Frank Grimes <laughs> from uh, the Simpsons <laughs> episode. <laughs> Um, okay, let's let's go back. Let's go back to the uh, telephone calls here. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? I just wanted to uh, call you about a um, somewhat momentous occasion that just happened. I work in retail. Um, I sell all kinds of things to the public, and um, I 
Let's start by saying that that was a really shady introduction. He doesn't give his name, and then he said he works in right. retail. He yeah. sells all kinds of things to, to the, the public. public. Sure. And he also has a cadence much like yours, Jordan. If you listen to that back, I, it felt like the same kind of cadence that Jordan had. Oh, you know, this is just me. Um, this is just me trying to get in a plug for my new business, which is selling car speakers out of a white van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and other things. So if you would play the, yeah. play the rest of the tape, I will tell people which intersection they can meet me at. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan's essentially Morgan Freeman in... Uh, what that fucking movie called where they break out of jail? The Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> the Shawshank Redemption. Wow, you are a dad. God damn it. Yeah, that's the first, that's the first uh, dad quality. What's the, uh, let's, uh, let's get out of prison? Me um, and me. Yeah. That's uh, the, the black guy helped me get out of prison? Uh, yeah, yeah, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get just specifically into what it is I do, but I just had a customer walk in who, um, uh, relatively uh, snappy dressed fellow, um, had... He's asking for a Rita, Rita Hayworth poster and a spoon. <laughs> Had some pens in his pocket. I'm assuming he's an engineer, although he was wearing a Wait. Uh, Blue Devils baseball cap. Wait. And um, along with his... He had pens what? in his pocket, so I assume he's an engineer. Or any other job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, he, but, like, who... But seriously, though, who wears pens in his pocket? In his shirt pocket? Architects. He's talking about his... Uh, comics. Yeah. Um, waiters, uh, nerdy types, uh, guys that work at record stores, uh, Countants. pricing, accountants. There's a number, not a large number, Jordan, maybe. Jordan, how do you think accountants keep accounts in 2011? Pens and paper. They've yeah. got a green book that yeah. they open up. They've and got a go, ledger. And then they put on their, they put on the their green visor. visor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wearing a uh, Blue Devils baseball cap. And um, along with his uh, pens and uh, other accoutrement in his um, front breast pocket, he had a very small cucumber poking out of the pocket. I don't know why. I don't know what the significance of the cucumber was, but we carried on um, a relatively civilized conversation for half an hour. Um, He bought some stuff from me and left. Um, And I still don't know what the cucumber was all about. But anyway, I just thought I would um, share that with you. Uh, God, a way to wrap it up, guy. You close on cucumber. <laughs> Number one, this is a great momentous occasion sure. when a guy walks into your fucking store and he's got pens in his pocket and a cucumber. That's a great momentous occasion. We've never heard that before. Oh, I bet the guy just works at a porno store. That's what I was that's thinking. That's probably it. Yeah. So the, that's why he's like, I don't want to get too into it. I'm like, well, yeah. well, if you just sold products, can't you just say I, that refrigerator whole story? Store? I don't know. Because the fact if that it was a like, porno store, he'd be there to buy lube for his cucumber. Wouldn't exactly. Right. Exactly. But will that take a half an hour? Going over all the different lubes, trying that to figure out which part. one. Works. They yeah. talked for half an hour. Yeah, and he doesn't want to get into it. I don't talk to close friends for half an hour. <laughs> this whole phone call smells to high heaven. Yeah, outside of the context of this program, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. this is H. Hefner from Yakima, Washington. I just wanted to uh, broadcast a momentous occasion for. JJ Go. And we made that us. Um, I was on a hike. And he's from that funny name. And place. I ended up seeing two rattlesnakes off on the side of the trail. And they were going through a sex act. Yeah! I had to pull out the phone cam and videotape them. At that point, I. And then he got bit. I'm trying to find some antidote. <laughs> enthralled with them doing what they were doing. Uh, when they were done, I 
decided that that was the Finished end of the hike, off. headed yeah. back down the trail. And at that point, I was charged by a llama that came charging down the hill at me. Um, my pants around my damn ankles. I started <laughs> to quit hiking at that point and rushed over the river back towards my car and ended my hike. Thank you. When did Thank he find you, the briefcase sir. full of money? Yeah, and shoot the dog in the head. This is <laughs> that's a, the kind of beautiful story that I really appreciate. Yeah, people I definitely like the like in, like endangering your own life to make a funny internet yeah, video. Yeah, exactly. Because good... hits hits on YouTube are worth more than your life. This is really lovely. Thank you, sir, for yeah. calling that in, and thank you, rattlesnakes, for fucking sure, and thank you, llama, for attacking for that charging. man. He probably what would have state is this in that has all this stuff? Yakima, Washington. Oh, right, okay. Otherwise known, this is true, as the Palm Springs of the Pacific Northwest. Oh. Why is it known as that? I don't know. It was on a, a sign. A lot of gays and modern architecture? I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it was Yakima when I saw that sign. Uh, we were, I was on tour, and I was like, Yakima, the Palm Springs of Washington. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny that they did. Like, that's what they picked. Like, I could yeah. see calling someplace... The Paris of somewhere, or the yeah. New York of somewhere, even but, the Las uh, Vegas of somewhere. Sure, absolutely, yeah. but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then up. underneath, there's an explanation of what Palm Springs is, because yeah, maybe everyone, yeah. not everyone, knows what that the is. The Bakersfield of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Maybe you've seen photographs of Frank Sinatra's vacation homes. Well, in the <laughs> 1950s and 60s, as modern architecture <laughs> blossomed. It coincided with a new generation of Hollywood stars who needed a new hipper getaway. Homosexuals were just becoming a public thing at the time, and they started moving into this desert wasteland. Maybe, maybe this is the biggest sign of all time. Yeah, maybe it was just the uh, it was you know the grunge scenes, Palm Springs. Oh right, yeah, yeah, and like yeah, a yeah. nearby, there was a <laughs> shitty Coachella type festival, you know, and everyone would rent in Yakima to go to. You know, whatever fucking town is near there. You know, I guess I, sh- I didn't think llamas were just out in the wild. I guess I thought maybe llamas were like brought over from somewhere, like South America. I didn't know that llamas were indigenous. This just was not around. a this was not a wild llama. No, I don't. This think wasn't there are. a misty of chinkatig type situation. <laughs> no, I don't think there are any wild llamas. Just like there's like you know, have you ever seen a fucking hamster in the wild? No, that's true. I yeah, guess exactly. not. You do. They're they're in a wheel and they're just going down the fucking <laughs> a naturally path. occurring yeah, wheel, yeah, exactly. like made out of a they made rock it out of twine. Tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's what they do for the first three years of their life is build a wheel. They to build get their own wheel. It. Yeah, they run in it. We'll be back in just a second. Now, Jordan, Jesse, go. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And your guest for today, Mr. Jonah Ray. Jonah Ray, of course, from Nerdist Podcast. Mm-hmm. Nerdist the Podcast. The n- n- Nerdist Podcast the. Nerd Pod. Laser Sign Podcast. <laughs> Jonah Ray, Hawaii's favorite son. Except for Barack Obama and probably a lot of Hawaiian, like native Hawaiian people. Yeah, there's other comics. There's Andy Bumatai. Uh, King there's, Kamehameha. Yeah, there's uh, Augie T. He was, he's a really popular comic in Hawaii. Queen, oh, yeah. Queen Liliokalani. Queen Liliokalani. Uh, there was actually a prince. Sarah there's, Val. There's, there's, Surfboard. Uh, Sarah Val's Surfboard. Book. Uh, yeah, her <laughs> book about plate lunch. Uh, there's Prince Jonah Kuhio. He was... Uh, guy sounds... What about uh, Israel complicated last name? His name is Israel Kamakavika Ole. 
Mm. The guy with the beautiful, beautiful angel voice. Yeah, he uh, has Got also some nice he was, songs about sumo wrestlers. He was um, his his name. He was known as Brada Is though. Is Brada Is as in <laughs> Israel. Um, I got uh, beat up once. Uh, he died when I was in, in, in I think, like seventh grade, and he because uh, of complications of eating too much um, <laughs> and uh, of being a sumo wrestler. Yeah, yeah. at some point he was. A he sumo couldn't wrestler, even be a right? sumo wrestler even if he wanted to. You actually kind of got to be a little bit athletic to be a sumo wrestler. <laughs> well, I thought he started out as a sumo wrestler, like he was in one of those sumo wrestling training camps or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because they just, grab he liked these the... huge Hawaiian guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they throw him in that training camp. Yeah, I mean, there was a, a, a Yokozuna, I think. Um, he won for a yeah. long time, and he was Hawaiian. And I remember it was, a, it was like a big Iz point had of a song. Iz had a song that my dad had on a tape that went, Akebono Masashimaru and Konishiki. Oh, Konishiki, he was and huge. Konishiki, <laughs> I remember when I was in Japan when I was a kid, uh, Konishiki was a big deal because he was not, he was a, he was like a first tier wrestler, but not a champion wrestler. But he was like six eight seven ninety or something. Yeah, he couldn't like it's if he didn't get you right away, he would lose because he once he starts to tip, it's, it's <laughs> over. And then it's like a cartoon where he hits and everyone fucking comes out of their seats. Uh, but I was just gonna say, uh, Israel Kamakabigola, he died. Um, Brother is, and uh, someone said, "Hey, did you hear about Brother is?" And I said, and "This is probably one of the first like jokey jokes I'd ever said in my life." I said, Bretta is more like Bretta was. Oh, oof. And then I feel a fucking really aggressive tap on my shoulder. And I turn around. And it's his ghost. And it's his ghost. <laughs> I was like, you're that fat and that you can And the ghost yells, still... get him, fellas. Yeah, yeah exactly. Even your, even your he... ectoplasm feels yeah. like a hand. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so, so saturated, a lot of saturated fat in his... Uh... <laughs> right, right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Brada is is real comic of old. Other uh, Frank DeLima, he was a really big comic when I was growing up in Hawaii. Uh, he had put out the, uh, the the joke book, and it's like you know, it's like one section is Howleys. All right, cool. You make fun of just like white people, whatever. Next section, you know, uh, Samoans. Next section, <laughs> you know, Tongans and Bradas and you know, uh, Filipinos and then Japanese or book books. And, you know, it's just all these. <laughs> All these different things. It was just the most racist book I think ever made. More racist than Uncle Tom's Cabin. <laughs> I used to bring it out. I used to bring it on stage and like say, like, if you don't think I'm funny, uh, here's my background. And right, yeah. just read from the book. Here's only yeah. only ethics and, and it's all just like, you know, it's written in pigeon English. Just like that. <laughs> just like how they, the, you guys heard of the Da Jesus Kind book? Uh, no. Da Jesus Kind book is the New Testament of uh, the Christian Bible um, written in pidgin English, oh. uh, or if you watch Y Five O, they call it Bird, which mm. is like the most insulting thing for some reason. To On me. the new, the, the new Y Five O, it's like a guy's like, so you say, "Oh, brother, what you kind of go to this place?" And uh, the guy's like, "Oh, I didn't know you spoke Bird." Yeah, it's like fuck you, just call it pidgin. Let people <laughs> figure it out. Um, but yeah, it's rewritten in pidgin English, so it's all you know, it's all. So when this kind Jesus guy say make dead, stay, stay make for three days. Tree, T-R-E-E. Right, I guess what? He come back. <laughs> <laughs> and he cured all the mahus, which means like gays. Mahus mean gays. It's just that it's a oh, really... Oh, he cured them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's a, it's a, In that version of the You Bible. can look it up online. There are, you know, you can find people doing sermons, reading from the book. It's, uh, it's real bad. It's real bad. I mean, but, you know, it's, it's just a place... I'm glad struggling to hold on to their culture. (laughs) They're just doing their best to like have anything because it's not even a culture of a specific 
uh, race anymore. It's just all these people that are all 17 different nationalities. Right. It's, you know. it's, a, it's the culture of a nation that happened to be uh, a, a nice, a nice halfway point for whaling voyages. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's um, it's just you know, some Polynesian people came there a long time ago, split up, and then all started murdering each other. And then one <laughs> guy, King of Mea, united them. That's the thing. Everyone he united them, them through brutal murder. Through the worst. Yeah. Like his tactics were insane. We would we would make alliances and then kill the kings on the other <laughs> islands. And it's like you know you're so it's, you, you fucking you know there's rows and everything. It's like that's just yeah, but that's just history in general. You know, the there's a point, winter. but at least they all cured the gays. Yeah, <laughs> at least yeah, they yeah, found exactly. a way to cure. So something good came of yeah. it. Yeah, and then um, yeah, then it's you know then it, it, it's great. I mean, you have to take Hawaiian history when you to graduate from uh, high school there. Oh well, okay. so you know, I I, I do feel that I you so know what, I'm part what do you of the learn Hawaiian about, culture. What do you learn about in that class? You learn about what California missions, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you learn the gold uh, rush. It's like you right. do, you do learn a lot about like all you know, like you uh, the alphabet and like a lot of words and a lot of the customs, a lot of the games. You know, you go to a place like the uh, you know, uh, uh, like, like dreidel. Yes, exactly. Um, rocks on a fucking knit, like a you know, like leaves knit together, and then you slide rocks across it. I don't really know how it works. <laughs> the most boring games. Like, why would they make games? There's fucking hikes and surfing to do. Uh, <laughs> But it's yeah, it's it's a it's it's yeah. You know, hey, a, well, maybe what they just needed was better editing of their rule books. <laughs> that's, that's true. And then that shit would have really popped. Who could they call for that? The <laughs> Scroll video game website <laughs> um, to learn about the history of Super uh, Nintendo. If you uh, if you have thoughts, if you have thoughts about the show, you want to give us a call. JJ Go at maximumfun dot org two zero six nine eight four four fun. Is our telephone number two zero six nine eight four four F U N? Put it in your cell phone so you can call it whenever something important comes to your mind. Jordan, this is an important week. Yes, this is the week of the Jordan Jesse Go review in iTunes. Here's what happens: iTunes oh. has this ranking system, mm-hmm. and the rank because iTunes doesn't know how many people are subscribed to a podcast. Um, it cannot know that. There's no way for... Uh, <laughs> Apple doesn't look into your computer to find out if you're subscribed to a podcast. So what that ranking is based on is basically it's a mix of a couple of different things. One is if you've clicked on it, if how many people have clicked on it in the store. So not even the subscribe button, but just clicked on it in the store. And one really big one is how many people have reviewed it lately. And because our show has been around for five years now... Um, I think we don't do as well as we could in the rankings because many of our subscribers have been subscribed now for years. And they've said what they've needed to say. Yeah, and or they've just they just don't have a reason to click on the thing. Yeah. Like if, if Oprah started a podcast today, her fifty thousand fans or whatever would rush into iTunes and and Oprah would be number one. Oh, yeah. so is this why Every time Kevin Smith makes a new episode, it's an entirely new podcast. <laughs> oh, I get it now. I was wondering. He's he's good at manipulating the fucking game. Sure. That's actually more just a matter of sort of time constraints. Like you can only have you can only have 90 minutes in an episode of a podcast. So if you figure 100 episodes, that's about 150 hours. So that's just one episode for Kevin Smith, so he just wants to <laughs> he wants to keep starting. He has a podcast's worth of content in sure. a given. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this is this is our week for go into iTunes, review Jordan Jesse Go. Click on it randomly for no reason. Click on it in the store. Yeah, shit, you can yeah. click on it in the store. I'm not and review all of the maximumfun.org podcasts, of course. 
But just please do that and just know that in addition to showing other people that you like the show and what you th- and sharing with other people what you think of the show, it also makes a big difference in terms of who wanders into iTunes and sees it. So uh, go ahead and do that. And uh, JJGo is our hashtag on Twitter. More and more people have been hash- using that hashtag, Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> it sounds like you're in pain trying to hashtag. Everyone's using their hashtags. I keep, well, you know, I, I like hashtags, but what I love is hash browns. <laughs> so it pains you to say yeah. the word hash, but then not be. Then it ends up you're not speaking about hash browns. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think you just named what's going to be on your tombstone at the end of your life. <laughs> Hated hashtags, loved hash browns, or just Jesse hash browns. The word. <laughs> Sounds um, like a gold miner. I, I want to give. I want to give a shout out to Brett Prospector. Brett Gunter. On Twitter, who uh, reminded me about how much I wanted to talk about Larry Sanders with a JJ Go tweet that was related to Larry Sanders. And to Jing Yi, who tweeted, it's as good a day as any to wear a Jordan Jesse Go t-shirt. That's not necessarily the kind of, that's sort of a half-enthusiastic tweet. <laughs> it seems like it's enthusiastic. Not yeah. as good a day as any. It's hard. Every day is a good day would probably be the enthusiastic <laughs> version of that. It's hard to uh, judge people's tweets sometimes. Like uh, some guy that was a Nerdist podcast fan came to the uh, the weekly show I got with Kumail at the Meltdown, uh, and uh, he was like, he's like, went to the show. You're really good at uh, hosting and doing stand up. Uh, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> I plan. I wasn't planning on it, but the random tweet is going to make me continue on the thing I've been doing for the past nine years. Right? You may be. Yeah. You yeah. may feel like you want to give up. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. You should probably just keep on with it. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. I think you you got something there, kid. <laughs> anyway, so thanks to everybody who's been hashing hash, hashing their tweet tags with Jojogo. <laughs> um. I got to say that my brother, my brother and me is are really kicking our ass pretty squarely in that department. Yeah. But I think, I think in the long run, <laughs> yeah. I think in the long run, number one, we're number one. I don't think stop podcasting yourselves even have a tweet tag. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So let's, yes. In, in, uh, in light of our shortcomings, let's bring up somebody who's doing even worse. Well, what I'm saying we're middle of the pack sure. here in the friendship contest. Right. I think we can overtake these, my brother. These, these Johnny-come-lately ne'er-do-wells. Yeah, right. Just because there's three of them. Oh, there's three of them. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't think we can take better. them unless yeah. Jonah rolls with us. Yeah. I can do whatever the fuck you guys want me to do. I swear to God. Can oh, you get God. some Hawaiian guys on our team? Yeah, 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 yeah. We pull you... out one of your teeth in front of us? I'll do you know what? anything you guys want and you just yeah. let me keep on hanging out. Jonah. Also, I need a place to stay. Jonah. <laughs> Not Hawaiian guys. I want Tongan guys. Oh, Tongan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tongan guys are bigger than Hawaiian guys. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's like, oh, some, guys Samoan are fucking... guys are huge. Tongan guys are bigger. Tongan mm. guys are enormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they don't. They, yeah, they all. They don't have as fun names though as the Samoan guys. Oh. Yeah, like the bullies in my school were uh, Tony Tata, who I think went <laughs> to go play professional football. Then there was Tupu, Toa, Tui. All these guys all fucking <laughs> hated me. All these guys hated me. Did you have any Filipino guys in your class that had cool names? Um, no. Um. I did have a, uh, a biology teacher that uh, his name was uh, Mr. Lulu. First name, also Lulu. It <laughs> <laughs> was Lulu Lulu. I got, and he was awesome. I heard from, I heard from my friend uh, Maria Filipina. Uh, I won't give out her last name, but her middle name is Filipina because she's Filipina. <laughs> and uh, when we were in college, it reminded me of when we were in college. The number one activity in a meeting of the Filipino club 
is to just discuss who has the cousin with the funniest and most ill-advised name. <laughs> As they all eat chicken adobo. And yeah, there. like Maria Filipina, she had, um, uh, Maria had a cousin named Philomer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for Filipino-American. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> And then my my roommate Mike had like three different cousins that had different uh, sort of regular uh, English style names, uh, as in Nation of England style names like oh. John and F- Phil and stuff like that. That just had Bert at the end. Like there was a John Bert and like a Dan Bert. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that just sounds that sounds like what they talk. Awesome. I'm Portuguese, Great. so I got I got made fun of a lot by a lot of the uh, Filipinos. Oh yeah, because you because you make a different style of stew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you make Portuguese bean soup. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been a delight to have you. Uh, you can of Thanks. course find Jonah Ray uh, on his podcast on the internet at nerdist.com. You can find Jonah on the tweeters. What's your Twitter handle? At Jonah Ray. Um, you can find him on television on your web soup program Wednesdays at seven. <laughs> you can, can download it. You can find him. You can find his work at least uh, on the upcoming Nerdist television program on the BBC America Network. Um, and it's fucking tremendous, Jonah Ray. He's uh, hey. Hawaii's most beloved son. Thank hey. you for being yep. here. Oh, do you mind if I plug my oh, weekly no. No. Wednesday uh, every every Wednesday night at Meltdown Comics in uh, on Sunset in Hollywood? Me and uh, another really amazing comic, Kumail Nanjiani, one of the best in the business. Yes, Very one funny, of my man. favorite comics. I think uh, when he was on the Sound of Young America, I think I rarely will get emails from public radio listeners. I think I got eight emails from people saying, "Who was that hilarious comic?" He is so fucking funny. It might have been because his name is complicated. <laughs> but he's also very very uh, yeah he's great so me and him host it we, uh, together and his uh, his uh, awesome wife uh, Emily Gordon uh, produces it and it's every uh, it's every Wednesday and it's uh, you know it's a lot of fun a lot of good comics a lot of comics you had on the show here uh, like last week we had Greg Proops uh, you know um, uh, Dimitri Martin stops by Z stops by Donald Glover Daniel Tosh stopped by hey yeah that was a surprise to everybody and he's like hey guys did you know two million people watch my show? <laughs> I'm a pretty funny comedian. Nothing against me. Yeah. But what's up with that? <laughs> yeah. He, you, he'll be the first to fucking say that, too. I chatted with him a bit. He is just as dumbfounded as anybody. He's like, hey, hey, look, I'm a funny guy. Everyone likes me. It's not yeah. about me being bad. It's yeah, just... Yeah. But pe- more people than Conan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, you know what it is? People just like in seeing people get hit in the nuts. It's just America's Funny Some Videos for a cooler crowd. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Sorry. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Right here. Thank you, guys. On Jordan yep. Jesse Go. Review us on iTunes. 